This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack tells AgriPulse USDA is working on a different form of reimbursement to help dairy producers whose cows have been contaminated with toxic PFAS chemicals. The, the challenge is that we've been basically compensating uh, farmers for the damage to the milk that's been provided, but the reality is that the damage is really to the animals, and where, they, where we really need to focus on is uh, an effort to sort of reimburse farmers for the loss of livestock. He says that's something he can't just do with the stroke of a pen. Uh, it's something that requires uh, rule changes, uh, and so we're going through that process Obviously, we've also been focused on pandemic assistance and trying to get resources um, out the door. And we've, I think, done a pretty amazing job. Steve Davies writes about the struggles of a New Mexico dairy producer facing these challenges at AgriPulse.com. Biofuels groups are welcoming the Environmental Protection Agency's request to review 31 small refinery exemptions granted for the 2018 compliance year. But Spencer Chase says advocates say even more can be done. The Environmental Protection Agency says it wants another look at a Trump administration decision to offer 31 biofuel mandate waivers, but the Renewable Fuels Association wants to see things taken a step further. EPA this week asked a court to remand 31 small refinery exemptions back to the agency for further review. Jeff Cooper is RFA's president and CEO. He says the agency has another option the industry would like it to use. The only thing we would have liked to have seen is in addition to remanding those 31 exemptions, we would have liked to have seen them vacated as well and basically invalidated uh, while this reevaluation is going on. He says even though the remand could still vacate the waivers later, it could still take time. Ben Nully has more on EPA's request in his story on agripulse.com. Reporting from the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois, Spencer Chase, Agripulse. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Without stepped-up basis, farmers and ranchers worry capital gains taxes would force future generations to give up the farm. Learn more at fb.org. Canadian Pacific is renewing its offer to buy Kansas City Southern after the Surface Transportation Board has rejected Canadian Nationals' proposal. CP President and CEO Keith Creel Said in a call with investors today, its offer to KCS made in mid-August still stands. Everybody has more options, new markets, new opportunities, a railroad that will connect three countries that allows commerce to thrive, capacity to be invested in and unlocked in a unique way that, at the end of the day, solidifies the U.S. rail network, enhances the U.S. rail network, and cements, I believe, the U.S. rail network for any need for future consolidation. CN responded to the STB rejection saying they, quote, continue to believe the combination of CN and KCS would enhance competition, expand North American trade, and power economic prosperity, end quote. Both CN and CP have been battling for the acquisition over the last several months. A KCS stockholder meeting is scheduled for Friday to consider next steps. Read more at agripulse.com. A former USDA official is urging Congress to make on-site precision agriculture equipment eligible to receive broadband funds from the bipartisan infrastructure package. Former USDA Rural Utilities Service Administrator Chad Roop says precision agriculture on-site communications equipment is currently excluded 
from receiving any of the $65 billion in broadband funding. The best way is to have Congress change a few sentences in the pending infrastructure bill that would positively allow precision agriculture to be an eligible expense. The other option is to have matching funds from state governments be used to enhance the build-outs, such as the use of ARPA funds that are distributed now to state and local level. He says rural broadband investments will provide a huge return. The Department of Agriculture, in a study that was done while I was uh, at the department, shows that planning and production can increase the GDP by $11 billion just for row crops. But not only the farmer benefits, the entire food supply chain can increase the GDP by up to $64 billion annually. The House is expected to vote on the bipartisan infrastructure package later this month. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulley.